Alrighty, welcome back to the Sweet Shots Podcast. Lucas Johnson alongside Mark Johnson, Chuck Johnson, with another special guest today, Mr. 2-9 himself, David Booth, following up Tom Hoagie, which yeah, I a, thought it was going to be a tough follow-up, but I mean, to land David Booth, it's like our white whale. That's, that's a little, uh, you've gone down a little bit on that one. I don't know about oh, no. that. There's a that. common thread with between Tom Hoagie and David Booth. School. High school. Yeah. Fargo South, Bruins. There's a definite. Yep. Uh, we're, we're leaning. <laughs> leaning towards the south side of gold. the gold. Yeah. yeah. It's just like hockey. The South uh, Shanley hockey team. Mm-hmm. We could field our own hockey team. Right here. Uh, well, David, shots, welcome. Right? Yeah. Thanks for, thanks, guys. Yeah. for being, uh, being on. It. It's, uh, it's been a blast. So I guess to, to let the viewers and listeners know, again, I... We're going to be on YouTube with actual film. I got a new phone yesterday, so I will not run out of space on this one. Just for this very reason? So Just you have for more this space. exact I reason. And more space. So we're not going to run out. Last week, we had some technical issues. Ran out of space on my phone. Not going to happen this week. But to let them, let let people know, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're our residential club repair man downstairs, first level, doing a little bit of everything, but... How about a little bit about your background? You know, what do you, where do you come from? Obviously, we said Fargo South. But. Yep, background raised in Fargo. Went to Lewis and Clark, Eggsy South, NDSU. So, pretty much uh, Fargo uh, mm-hmm. raised. Uh, got my uh, bachelor's in mechanical engineering at NDSU, and eventually, a couple of years later, got my master's there as well. Um, grew up or working time. I was in the uh, working in the egg industry a lot for Case New Holland here in town for about 25 years. Uh, always been around golf, and Mark actually uh, introduced me to my wife, Jill, in 1996, Fourth of July. Wow, um, I didn't at know, the that. Meadows, I know that. At the Meadows, and the uh, patio of the Meadows, watching uh, fireworks. I think he wow. said, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> so. And, and uh, Dave, just so I can build on that story a little bit, golfers, David, he, it's kind of a dream of a golfer. He got to marry the beer cart gal. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cookies and Powerade were the secret there. All right. Yeah. That's uh-huh. every man's that's <laughs> Every <laughs> time Jill drove by, it was another cookie and Powerade. You're buying, we were buying each other cookies. We had a lot Powerade. of cookies at, at the Meadows. That's a good play. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but my uh, David was my very first boss of employment. No kidding? Yep. Very first boss. Caddy master at Fargo Country Club. That's right. I was a caddy at Fargo Country Club. He was the caddy master. 1989. Yep. Yep. I'd show up and he'd say, grab the sticks and you're you're caddying for Dr. Howell. Dr. Howell. Mr. Buchanan. Mr. Buchanan. Yep. Yep. I double looped for him one time. Him and another guy. The double loop. Yep. Two bags. You know, and that's, so we we have so much to talk about with David, but let's talk about, because that's kind of, I started meeting you when I was playing, you know, we were high school. I'm a couple of years behind you in school, but, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to play some golf and then we worked together at Fargo Country Club and you were doing a little bit of everything there. I was working uh, in the bag room in the golf shop that year. I yep. think it was 88. 88. Um, but. Just talk a little bit about all the different roles you played at Fargo, because I think, didn't you work on the maintenance staff, too, at one point? In 1989, yeah, I did. 
but uh, started out in the bag room because um, I'd worked a few years at in the uh, public courses at Elza Eagle and Prairiewood, my first two real jobs, I guess. And then uh, uh, started at the bag room at Country Club, ended up going into the pro shop for a few years there. And then actually when I graduated from college, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So Steve at the time didn't put me in the lineup for in the uh, for the pro shop. Steve Widener. Steve Widener. Longtime yep. pro at Fargo Country Club. Yep. And so I ended up going to the maintenance crew for a little while. And uh, and then they started the caddy program, and that's where they brought me into that. So. And that caddy program, uh, how many caddies did you have at that time, do you think? You know, One rock star. Well, yeah, we had <laughs> we had our mainstay. Not you, though. That was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, we were starting it from the ground up, and so we went to the young guys. We maybe had six to ten at the time okay. so it was a smaller group um but we were trying to get that traction going because you know uh just every with the carts golf carts and stuff like that needing more golf carts how about supplement that with uh with the caddies and i thought that worked out pretty well mm-hmm. I guess. i'm just imagining a regular caddyshack movie going on <laughs> it was you got, yeah. some, you got some brawls over by the cart shed over there and yeah <laughs> Pick up that blood. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, it was good. You were a really good boss, David. I don't know if I've ever taken time to thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, okay, so so you worked uh, caddy master. You worked some maintenance, um, bag room, golf shop. Did you get in the golf shop? Yeah, I was in the golf shop for a couple of years, I think, uh, uh, working with yourself. Uh, Greg McCullough was there at the yes. time, uh, Jane Grove, um, and of course, Steve and Shelly Widener. Yeah. And, and Kari that was there. At, was a young whippersnapper at the time. Sure. So uh, a couple just quick memories from David um, from our time in the in the golf shop. We, uh, we found ourselves on the golf course. I think you joined me at the turn. Yep. I went out and I, it was a quiet afternoon and I played the front side and I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm four under through six or something like that. I'm just having the time of my life, the round of my life. I maybe made the turn at three or four under. Yep. I don't know. Yep. And Dave shows up um, in his in his Ford. It's a Ford, right? The Escort. Baby yeah. blue Escort. We're going to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. Hey, can I join you for the back nine? I said, yeah, you can. I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm on fire. And we talked about being in the zone when you're playing playing golf where you just everything's fairways greens it's easy it's, it's just easy, easy yep. it's easy well we talk so much about the zone that i talked myself so out of the oh. zone <laughs> i was gonna say that as soon as you bring up the zone that's yeah. like the biggest mistake a golfer can make as soon as you as soon as you realize you're in the zone you're out of the zone it's gone that's yeah. what dave said <laughs> <laughs> The first rule in Fight Club, don't talk don't about a Fight Club. <laughs> so all of a sudden we get to, I don't know, 12, 12 and I'm making bogeys as common as your household sparrow. <laughs> I mean, it was, I still had a pretty nice round, but oh, I yeah. definitely fell out of the zone. It was, yeah, I remember talking instantly going to the, talking about the zone. Yeah. Was, yeah. I was there. Now, speaking of, I don't know if we're speaking of, hole 15 at Fargo Country Club, Dave, you had a stretch. Was it that year? Um, would have been a couple of years earlier. Can you tell us about your stretch on hole 15? It's a 188-yard par three yep. along the river. 
somehow it's like the hardest green to hit on that golf course. I agree. I'm always, and in it's bunker. like the straightest yep. hole ever. Stupid. There's one bunker and I'm in rough. Yep. Do you, do you remember it. your, yep. So uh, yeah. Uh, so this, Dave's talking. the last guy that's going to brag about himself, but, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was the fall of 1986 and, um, actually I was playing bad. And Steve Widener gave me a little tip one day on the range. He was our coach at NDSU at the time. And uh, I can't remember where our tournament was a week before, but we were going to Grand Forks the week before, the next week. And I'm not sure what day it was. We were qualifying probably on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, actually, um, we got to 15, and I was playing pretty well. And uh, uh, we couldn't see the pin. There was a tree in the background. It was changing colors, and it kind of blended in with the pin, and we kind of looked at it and said, I think that's where the pin is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the time, I was certainly not the longest hitter. I hit a two-iron right at it. Okay, that looks good. And so we walk up there. I see the ball mark, and the, the pin was behind the tree there. and or In line, in with, line with, it, it, yeah. yep. with it. And... You know, I went over and uh, keep walking up to it, and it's uh, uh, it was in the hole. And hole in one. Hole in one. Two, two iron. Yep. So next day, I was playing, it was probably on Thursday, playing with Greg McCullough, and we got to 14, and uh, and I nailed the pin. I don't know what I hit in, maybe a wedge or a nine iron. I hit the pin, and and get up to 15, so I'm pretty confident. Just last time I played it, I got a hole in one. Yep. And uh, and uh, they had moved the pin, and we could see it this time. <laughs> Hit the same club, and I lipped it out. No. I oh guess. Uh, it lipped out. With that, yep. Wow. About a foot away. So that was kind of kind of a fun experience. That's uh, impressive, because <clears throat> I've always, like, struggled to hit that green. Yes. I'm, I'm more, you're a bunker. I'm bail out to the right, which is not an easy chip because it all runs away from you. But it's not a small green either. No. But the fact that you still can't hit it. Agreed. Like, if I make par on that hole, I feel like I made a hole in one. And it's just <laughs> kind of one of those deals where it was just like, I feel really good making a par on that hole. Yep. And you, I mean, you go hole in one. I, I Did you make the putt for, for birdie? Yeah, it was, yeah you yeah. go hole in one birdie back to back rounds. And it was a lot different back then. You know, they've cleared off a lot of the trees. And uh, so there was uh, overhanging elm trees at the time, and that's why they got rid of them was because of the green. And uh, I remember in high school, Larry Wentz, one of the players, bounced one off a tree into the hole. Wow. (laughs) So what you're saying is back then it was probably easier. It was a lot of, I think everything funneled to the hole. Well, so McCullough tells the story, though, for like the next four rounds, you hit the stick every time. (laughs) Did it end after two? After those two. Yep, after that. But... I brought up UND because we, we did go up to UND that week, and I did win the tournament that week. So wow, I, was, I was on a roll. You were in the zone. I was in the, in zone, the zone for about a week. You were in the zone. Yep. He's talking about the zone. Yep. All right. He, he didn't talk about it, though. He knew he was in it. He just but didn't talk it? about it. He didn't vocalize <laughs> it. That's the big thing. Yep. So apparently being in the zone is something that he's familiar with because I know David is Mr. 2-9, and that's how you introduced I him. I introduced him that. I, w- I was torn between going Mr. 2-9 or known Browns fan, but I wanted to be nice to him. <laughs> yeah. So I went with We all have our faults. <laughs> so the 2-9 mark, I think you were the – were you I was there. You were I, there. Well, not in your group. No. I wasn't in your group. 
So the KX Amateur, I'm gonna, I'll tee this up, mm -hmm. David, yep. Yep. pardon the pun, but KX Amateur back in the day, Friday at Morehead Country Club, you'd play 27 holes. So you'd play 18 holes and then nine. To finish KX your, Amateur, it's now the K Red River Amateur. Morehead Country Club, right? I don't know if you mentioned that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same tournament. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Same yep. tournament. So I'm coming up the 18th hole. I just finished the 18th hole, I do believe. And Dave, you're already going back to number one. Playing, you're gonna, you're playing gonna, our second, or second last nine. Last nine. <clears throat> and uh, I kind of saunter over to the tee box after I put it out or whatever and you're like, how'd you play? I said, ah, you know, 77, I, not, not great. How'd you play? Ah, 77. You, 77. We were right about the same. Yep. And of course you go, well, go get them this nine, Dave. Good luck. I'd like to say, like to recall something that I said that would <laughs> you were the triggered the zone. <laughs> that's right. But that's not it. It was Bob Jamison, actually. You were playing with Bob Jamison? Bob Jamison, Clint, Clint Nelson, and uh, Paul Koenig. Okay, so there's some legendary mm -hmm. old old school um, golfers. That's fantastic. What year would this have been? Did you mention it? I don't remember. This it was 1988. 88. So we were in the middle of a drought. So it was a hot, it was about 100, pushing 100 degrees that day. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Strong south wind. And this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> this, Jim Adelson. <laughs> Jim Adelson's out there with the film crew. I mean, this was this is one of the majors. Yep. And, uh, you know, so they always did that highlight show after the hole in one show that Sunday night. Um, and I think I was I might have been paired with Craig Palmer. Anyways, doesn't matter. David, tell us about that round of golf. Nine holes. So I'll give you a little. Uh, advanced uh, the last two hole or the last three holes that I played uh, in the '77, I birdied 16 and 18. Well, you did. So oh, you birdied nice. two out of your last three to get to which, 77. Which back then that would have been a par. 16 par, was a par four. Par right? four. Dogleg yep. left. Water on the left. Yep. Yep. Before they yep. made it impossible back there. But anyways, <laughs> so you birdied 16 and 18. Yep. A little timeout reset. What is what is the layover time between your your 18 and your Second or your third nine? Was there a little hangover? Yeah, they're they're backed up there. You know, I'm not sure. I think they actually had lunch and had hamburgers or something like okay. that. Yeah, Gatorade and, uh, and a cookie. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's right. From the cart girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, um, I think actually the U.S. Open was going on, so I think we went and went and watched that. Yeah, and uh, a little bit of that, maybe that was the inspiration. I think. Uh, but enough time, there's yeah. definitely enough time to cool off. So the birdies on 16 and 18 weren't necessarily like, oh, you're feeling this adrenaline and this momentum. It had stopped. Yep. And yep. now you got to. Now you got to. Good mode. Pick it up again. Yep. yep. And hit a decent drive. Um, but I was actually going to lay up on the first hole, which is a shorter par five. You have to carry the water on your second shot. So I was just going to lay up for it. Um, and Bob came over and said, you know, you know, there's a cut first day cut or after the 27 and they said really because it was the first time i played in the tournament <clears throat> and so i uh hit grabbed my three wood and said you know how aggressive i can get on the golf course <laughs> and uh and hit three wood uh probably about i don't know three four feet away and uh had a pretty easy eagle putt <laughs> mm -hmm. and so that kind of got me going there and I brought up the wind because uh, the next hole, you know, hole number yep. two, is a pretty tough par, 
It is. Par four. It's my nemesis. Yep. And it was a south wind? South wind. Ooh. Yep. So and, that'd be uh, right, right into right it? Into it. Yep. Right into the fan? Yep. And uh, Driver two iron? Driver five iron to the edge of the green oh, and yeah. a chip chip okay. up. And that was probably the hardest uh, hole I had on the whole, mm-hmm. whole nine. And uh, got my par there. Uh, do you want a hole by hole analysis? Yeah, of this? three. Okay. What'd you do on okay. three? Three. Uh, hit probably five iron in the middle of fairway. Hit sand wedge up to about ten feet. Made that putt. Made it. Yep. Made it. And the, and the main thing, it wasn't actually hitting great shots. Just everybody's done it, where you hit shots and you just. I just made every started making every putt. So you're three under. Yep. Three so under. Keeping score. That's three yep. under. Well, he's Harder five on three. his last six holes technically. Yep. yep. But anyways, uh, hole four. A three. Little par three, a little water, actually kind of cut a little thin. Some may call it a blade, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what irons yeah, were some, you playing then? Some may say. Were you playing Peerless? I was what? playing the Arnold Palmer First Flight. Yep. They were pretty popular then. <laughs> nice. I know. And uh, um, about 10 feet away. Again, a little thin. And uh, made the putt. So, And that's when, uh, actually, I think Gattleson was the first time. He had been making around. He would be driving around on his cart, filming and talking to everybody, and kind of had gotten it going by then. And so, put him out. Yeah, must have been on the radar or whatever. And so I got that one. So it was what, four under, four, four under after four, four. four. Yep. And uh, coming to the par five, par five, easier one. It's downwind. downwind. Snap hook one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you just try and do unload That's on right. one. And you That's get right. Quick. What What was your driver? What driver were you hitting? Then? I was hitting what the. Uh, uh, tailor made burner, and uh, so it was one of the first, uh, but not your modern burner where it's a big face, it's probably, yeah, as big as the microphone, pretty, head. pretty, pretty tiny. And uh, and I did actually have a, a wood five wood, I was still playing a wood club, nice back then. And uh, so you duck hook, duck hook, it stayed it out, thinking, kept it out of the yard, didn't go out of, out of bones. Good. Uh, actually, I think it was in a bunker and uh, hit four iron over the. The gully up, uh, and there's another big bunker um, just short of the green there, and uh, actually stayed just short of it, and just flipped up a little wedge to about a foot. So that was another. Oh, hum. Yep. So it was it's easy. a three shot hole. It's a par five. It's yeah. played a textbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, five under through five. Five. So I was feeling feeling it pretty good, and uh, long par three coming up next. Long par three hit, uh, I think six iron or something. I think pin was way back. It's a really long green there. Yes, it is. And uh, pin was way back, and and uh, twenty footer missed that, and uh, was feeling still. Oh. I got it. He's human. Was it an easy par putt? I mean, was it a tap in, or yeah. did you have to work for the yep. bar? No, that was pretty easy. Okay, all right. So, so it's the putter derail, but I've aced that hole. Nice. That's a, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's on record. So yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. about as good as fifteen at the country club. There, yeah. it's a tough yeah. hole. Thank you. And uh, uh, seven. A par five as the gully through the the middle yeah, at the yeah. time and uh, tough hole, tough under those situations. South wind, you got all those trees to the right. Yeah, it's pushing you right into the hazard yep. over there. Do you remember yeah. what you hit off the tee? Uh, driver, you did. Yeah, and again, I wasn't the longest hitter okay. and still never got past that barrier. But um, just short of the gully and hit same three wood right up short of the green, chipped up about a foot away. Easy birdie. So six under. Six through seven. Yeah. There we go. At I, this point, do you recall like thinking, wow, I have a chance to shoot 29? Not at all. 
Yeah. See? He's in the zone. He's in the zone. Yeah. He doesn't talk about the zone. Okay. Yeah. Stays right okay. in the zone. Okay. Were the guys in your group going like Bob Jameson, well, you're going to make the cut now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're moving. Uh, it's moving day. Um, Was there conversations about it? You know, I think they were staying away. They they knew the they zone. Knew. They yeah. knew the zone. Knew and the zone. It's like a pitcher that's pitching that uh, no hitter. Yeah, you just don't let him be. Don't even yep. talk to him. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And so then eight into the wind. The end of the wind. Tough. Tougher. Par four. Yeah. And uh, um, actually, so I hit driver or whatever, and that was probably the best hole I played all day. I hit uh, driver and then seven iron about hmm, six seven feet away maybe. Big breaker. Pin was yep. on the left side. Yep. And uh, made it. Yep. Wow. And uh, of course, <laughs> I mean it was easy putt. You know, it's it, it, again, it's nothing spectacular, but you're just big breaker, easy putt. I yeah, those two. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of like the putt we have done on on the putt view. The, oh uh, sure, sure. Big left so, to right or something like that. Yep. So were you putting with your bullseye? The bullseye. Yep. The bullseye. The bullseye. You and Corey oh, yeah. Pavin. Wow. Yep. Wow. And. Uh, that's you could put right or left-handed with that thing, and right? sometimes I probably wanted to, but uh, <laughs> not that day. That day I was I was doing pretty good. So you're seven under going to the last hole. Yep, and so par three um, over the water, over the water, maybe 150 ish, maybe 140 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back up. So first thing I wanted to do was sit around for about 15 minutes. Yeah, um, think about it. Thinking about it. Yep. And, uh, oh, <laughs> so we're there and I think, I can't remember Adelson came by at some point and, but I knew he was up there. You could see the, the cameras and stuff. And, uh, um, so, uh, got up there, I think it hit eight or nine iron. I want to say it was an eight iron and, uh, um, tough south wind mm -hmm. and, uh, yep. pretty big green pin was back left. Back left. I tough, that. tough pin for that win too. Yes, can, yes. Yeah. And so where do I put it? Front right. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice bailout. That's right. It's Give over my, the water though. I mean, what'd you have left? How, I mean, how, a big how long of a putt? Uh, probably about thirty, thirty-five feet, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And okay. uh, that is one area we do. We do have video. Um, uh, video evidence. Uh, evidence of that. And how, uh, how did your first putt? How, did you leg it up there nice and tight, or did you leave yourself a knee knocker? Actually, I hit it by probably about three feet. Wow. And uh, so I was, by. yep. You don't hear that very often. No. Most no. guys are in the zone. I mean, you were in the zone. Zone, I didn't. You wanted to make so, it. Yeah, yes. you are like, let's go for 28. Why He's not? putting for 28. That's insane. Yeah. Any hammers, I know most guys, they'd leave that thing 15 feet short. Yes. Yep. And uh, greens were, I mean, again, it was hot. That was the drought summer. The greens were pretty fast. And, uh, and, uh, just rolled it by, you know, I was confident. I wasn't worried about the score. I was just worried about the shot. Did you know it was for 28 at the time? I truthfully, I don't even know. Um, did you have anybody I on the bag? I wasn't thinking about it. Anybody carrying, no, looping no. for you? Nothing. Okay. I was carrying my NDSU bag okay. and, uh. Um, so you didn't have NDSU a caddy Jones trying bag? to avoid NDSU Jones, Jones bag? bag? That's you, a great, you, that's a great bag. I do yep. have one. It's yep. down, downstairs right now. Yep. Family, family walking with you or friends or anybody? Nope. Uh, pretty much. Uh, okay. He's You're in the zone on your own. Zone. Flying, they may have been there. I don't know. <laughs> you kind of you kind of black out at this point. Right. You know, the, the gallery ropes kept him away. Right. And, uh, right. And, uh, but you had a little work to do. Yep. To, for your for your par, a little three footer, and uh, that I do remember. I was just don't. I was just aiming at the middle and just hit it. And uh, um, 
I wasn't getting tricky with it. I wasn't going to play any break. It's fairly flat green. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and luckily it went in. Nice. That's a 29. That's unbelievable. For those counting. That's 29 shots to get around nine holes. In a tournament. Like, in a tournament. Right. In tournament conditions, 100 degree heat. The cameras are on you. I mean, this, this stuff. That's phenomenal. That's impressive. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So, so then, you know, this, this, this score becomes a calling card for David. I mean, it becomes, you know, Mr. 2-9. I mean, it, 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 in some ways, to say it changed your life, it didn't change your life. Yeah. But it definitely is something that has stuck with you. Your, your close friends know you as 2-9. 2-9, yep. And I'll say this. You're the last person I know that would ever have vanity plates <laughs> for your Ford Escort. Was it an it Escort? Was an escort, yeah. And was the story that your mother as a Christmas gift? Or so, <laughs> we'll expand on expand on the uh, the 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 rest of that day. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So I was having car troubles, and actually, I was lucky my car made it to Marhead. Hmm. And get back home in a, and and Larry Murphy at the time was is the pro at the country club, and he goes, "Do you want to, do you want to keep playing?" And I was already two hours late because I had had the closing shift at the Fargo Country Club, and I called Jane after eighteen hole. She was subbing for me, so I was kind of uh, feeling bad that I left her hanging a little later than she'd hoped uh, be working there. So I made sure I said, "No, I would have ruined it anyway." But uh, um, so I ran ran home and had, ended up having to bike to um, to work from uh, from my house because your car wasn't the car get wasn't you running. So at that, so <clears throat> my mom, uh, they were out west somewhere and knew I was having car troubles, so they ended up buying me a 1986 Ford Escort. Sweet. <laughs> and so they, uh, <laughs> this is a couple, probably a week or two later, and uh, um, so they ordered the plates at the time. And they show up at the house, and they say, Miss MR-29 on it. And I'm going, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea. No idea. No idea. And, uh, and it, just, it just hit me. It was like, oh, no, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and, uh, but Jim Adelson, in the, in the, in the video of the, of the tournament, um, Started calling me Mr. 29, I guess, because the next nice. day they were filming and stuff. So that's where yeah. it kind of caught on. And it's yeah, phenomenal. 2 9. I mean, so, and that, yeah, you'd see these. Do you still have those plates? I think I, I still have the garage. plates. I yeah. have the plates, yeah. That is fantastic. And even your, your calling, <laughs> uh, your signature here on the, on the Top Tracer Gaming, right? Yeah, you're 2 9. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, but you spelt it out. It's not just the numbers. Yeah. It's T W O N I N E. That was always a debate to whether or not if I did ever get vanity plates again, should I put two nine ah. XIX, Mr. Twenty Nine? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a poll. That's a that's poll. fantastic. <laughs> that is, I mean, what what is most impressive to me, and I think it just speaks to the golfing community as a whole, but that round was nineteen eighty eight. Yep. Yep. Eighty eight. It is now two thousand and twenty two, almost two thousand twenty three. And you recalled every shot yep. from that round. I love that. No, oh, yeah. Well, every I'm, shot. The, we are uh, we're members at Ward Country Club, and the boys and I have mm-hmm. played out there. And as we've been in rounds playing, we've tried to we tried to recant how you got to a twenty nine. 
Yeah. I think finally one time with the get with the boys working here, we had you tell us each hole. And it's the precision. You just remember every every yep. shot. Yep. It's unbelievable. It is. I think it just most golfers get this because and and credit to our families that have to sit through this and my fiance <laughs> that she didn't know golf until we started dating and even then she couldn't care less. But but like after a tournament, we would sit down, Mark Mark and I would sit down. Okay, let's break it down. And we're talking about club selection versus how I hit it. And this round was 24 hours ago. Yeah. And to to watch yes. their faces, they try and follow along. Right. People just don't well, get it. My wife has said, I have a hard time remembering anniversary for it, crying out loud, but yet I can recap <laughs> my high school shots. I, can't, I remember exactly what clubs I hit at Far yep. Country Club my senior year. Yep. I know exactly where they went. It is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, but I mean, something like that to be a 29 and maybe we've got listeners that don't quite understand the significance of shooting a 29. That just does not happen. Yeah, that does not happen. And to do it in a tournament setting. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Then cool. a little bit of the video too. back in the day. I remember there's some shots of Mark. In his flowing locks. Of, was this uh, yes. with wow. the perm or was this mullet? No. It was post perm. It was mullet. This is post perm? Yeah. Post perm. Yeah. Was I on the yeah. bag or was I playing? <clears throat> no, you were probably shooting hoops somewhere. <laughs> okay. Big basketball That's guy. That's a big caddy guy for him. Yeah, you might have been on the bag. You could have been on the bag. Maybe. We, we can you go know, back to the video. Our claim to fame, and I don't, to my knowledge, this has never been done, and we won't spend any time recanting how it happened, but the... Men's All City, yeah, championship flight. Yes, I think it was maybe the low thirty-two would be my guess, and it was qualifying at, at Morehead Country. Country Club. Yes, I made it. You did. You made it. Well, yeah, but Dad and I were in a playoff, and our dad made it. Yeah. All three of us made Ooh, top thirty-two. Cuts. Wow! And you guys were in a playoff. Playoff. It was like six of us for two, or no, it must have been six for three. Three. I think it was six for three. Went to the second hole. Dad made it in the first hole. Is this Classic. at Morehead? Yeah. Morehead Club. Yeah. I think he might have birdied. Yeah, I think Just he did. Just a smooth birdie. Well done, Dad. Giving him knucks. And then I'll mem- I, I can recall the drive. It's into the wind. Number two, my mm-hmm. nemesis. I feather my drive out there about 200. And Not then much I, just I hit a two iron. <laughs> it rolls up to the front edge to about six feet. Missed the putt. My tap in par, and it was good enough to go on. Yep. yep. Tough hole. I think Tough that was hole. 1990. If I remember, yep. but all I three don't of know, us made it. three of us from one family, a dad and two sons all made the all city That's championship impressive. flight. That was pretty fun. Was That's your dad cool. using the ping putter? Oh, oh yeah. No. He had yeah. one. Okay. Speaking of ping putters, yeah. nice transition. I will say yeah. he completely glossed over that fact and what you're going to talk about in his intro. He didn't even mention this. No, we haven't even gotten to the reason why he's on the show. Right. But in his intro, when he was given his background, he didn't even mention it. Yeah. It's yeah, no tractors. We're in the 90s. All right. So third decade. When I was in kindergarten. <laughs> no, and this is, this is a unique opportunity to visit with somebody that has, has had a role in the golf industry at the highest level with one of the golf companies. The premier, yeah, one of the premier golf companies. And we're talking about Karsten Manufacturing, Ping Golf Equipment. David, your role was what with Ping? So I was uh, brought in as a project engineer. So a project engineer just covers the whole facet of of whatever um, project you're on. So uh, with us, it would be like G25 irons, I25 irons, and you would take that from the marketing group 
usually the advanced engineering group had been working on it already or had kind of developed some stuff and the designers were working on it months ahead, you know, probably six months before we even saw it. And uh, so we would take it with the marketing group. We'd look at pricing. We'd look at the goals, the demographic of the players that they're looking at. You know, is this a game improvement club? Is this a players club? And then, uh, so we'd start working with the designers and uh, start working with the suppliers. Suppliers at the time, and still mostly are over in China, China, um, that actually make the club heads. And everything is sent to Phoenix to uh, ass assemble them. But as the project engineer, we would go over to China. We would look at the clubs, making sure that they were making, you know, doing the grooves right, making uh, the color configurations, assembling them correct, and uh, before we'd get the first prototypes. And then we would come up, and then the project engineer would set up the test plan to evaluate the clubs, where we do up against competitors and um, get the evaluation and look at the performance of the clubs. And uh, so we'd get all this test data and um, uh, get it out on the test range of different people from the whole factory it would come, because they're looking for you know, 20 handicappers are looking for scratch golfers are looking for um, 10 handicaps, whatever. And old guys like me, I was probably one of the oldest people there at the time. That's the reason I say they brought me aboard, just to get a senior aspect to things. <laughs> and uh, um, so then we would get that test data, make sure we'd go back and we'd evaluate it. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, Ping is very adamant about. If it isn't better, we're not going to release it. You know, the focus is, is it spinning more? Whatever their goal is, if it's going farther, if it's more consistent, uh, reduce your dispersion. Um, and if it doesn't, they won't release it. And uh, so uh, we take that. If there's any changes, you know, we're working with the suppliers again, getting higher quantities of vo volume in because it's amazing how many clubs you have to build once they go to production. You want every one right because if something's wrong, it's a lot of scrap yep. and uh, a lot of waste. Yep. How long did you work for Ping? So I was at Ping for about two years. Um, I went down before the family came down, and and we were down there. Um, eventually, just from a family aspect, we. So from the time I came from college, which I always wanted to do, was work at a golf golf club. It was twenty five years after I graduated from college. So obviously, my life had changed, and we had two younger boys, uh, Dalton and Evan, and. Uh, um, we just decided we didn't want to raise them in, in Phoenix and, and we knew, we knew Fargo and, and, uh, moved back to Fargo. Came back. Yep. So I, my understanding is that and this has probably been exaggerated over the years, but like you applied, like, that's why you went to school to be an engineer. You applied almost every five years to ping until you were finally hired. Is there any truth to that? Um, Early on, um, I was, you know, obviously we're, you're sending letters in, in, at that time. And I did interview with them in 19, 1990, I think at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, the ping I two was the was club. It. That was, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Everybody was playing it from yes. beginners to everyone on Those tour. My first set of adult clubs. Yep. Yeah. His ping ping I twos. Twos. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then just occasionally I had a good friend who was actually my golf coach at at South, uh, my s sophomore year, um, who is still a ping rep down in New Mexico, Brad Gerke, 
who was a local golfer too. Um, he always kind of kept me in the loop and, and eventually uh, a couple openings, I did inter- interview for one job, didn't get that. And they brought me in as a different role, which actually suited me probably better um, in 2012. So it's been 10 years. And can you, I think you told me that one of the first meetings you were in, it was about fairway medals. And did John Solheim put you on the spot and just ask you, Dave, what are you? John Solheim. He's or like, what did I say? Well, no, or you John said, Sol- I was just going to say oh. for those that don't know, John Solheim yeah. is like. He's, he, so he's the son of, of Karsten and was started the ping. Is, who started ping. And now his son, John Jr. is, is kind of heading up the thing, but, uh, um, John was the CEO at the time. And actually we had, um, the incident or the, was in my interview. So I got, um, and I think it was actually Brad Schweigert and Mike Nicolette who were drilling me on this. And at the time, the ping answer, uh, hadn't come out, um, as far as drivers, they had come out with a new players line and they put that in front of me and said, what do you think of this? And, uh, I point blank said, I play titleist drivers cause your drivers are too loud. And, uh, mm. and, uh. And so, you know, so that would have been, would that have been the G series around there? G was, read? was coming out. Uh, G20 was out. G20 mm-hmm. was out. And, uh, so then they went G20, ping. G, G30 or G25. G25 was my first real project was the first one I worked on. Cause I, growing up, not that I was like the market, but I had the same thought. Yep. Too, too loud. loud. Too loud. Too loud. Yep. I just put my G3 away this year. Quit playing it. G30. Never gave me a bad time, David. You're yes, like, that's did right. Did you buy that when your youngest was born? <laughs> I just <laughs> upgraded this year. I love yeah. that driver. I yep. might pull it out after the way I hit it last night. Right, right, right. You know, right, if you hit right. the middle all the time, it doesn't make as big a difference. So, wow. so. good point, <laughs> Mister Two Nine. Thanks. <laughs> so, but you so, were able to. Yeah. Here's here's my opinion on that, and, yep. and they valued that they, obviously, yep. and that's yeah. why they hired you. It and it, it was the and uh, and the answer driver was. You know, a traditional look, you know, as a part mm-hmm. to a, say a persimmon wood, it was bigger because it, that's all they all are bigger. But uh, to a traditional golfer, it looked um, appealing to your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, um, you know, it wasn't like the, the Nike Sasquatch or the anything oh, yeah. like that. Or the, the square. And yeah. That's the loudest driver ever made. Yeah. Yeah. You think Peng struggled with Might have been Nike. some of their marketing. I think it was. was yeah. the, what you, is that? You yep. knew you, what you were hitting. Yep. yep. And uh, so, you know, they, I think they valued that. One, I knew that I'm sure they knew about it and that I was honest about it. it wasn't, uh, How about your golf ability? Did that come into to play at all in the interview? Like, is that important? You had to go out and actually try equipment? What's I went out. Yeah. Actually, I was putting. I remember on the on the putter lab oh, yeah. there and uh, Brad Schweiger, too, was the uh, manager of the engineering department. Um, had me up there and, you know, and, uh, if I could do anything good on the golf course, it's probably putt, but, uh, so that was an easy one for me. I'm glad he wasn't asking me to hit drivers. Um, well, and in, in talking about putters, your experience at ping with putters in, in my book, I think ping is so well known for their putters. I mean, they were the first to kind of do the, obviously the answer, which has been, I won't say copied, but replicated by every major club brand. With the plumber's neck or whatever you want to call it, I mean that was revolutionary. Ping's known for their putters. Do you have a hand in in anything they did as far as putting goes? So the the big thing as far as the putter and 
so I, I became good friends with Tony Serrano, who is the head of their putters right now. And uh, we were the same age. We graduated the same year. Um, and uh, so we kind of just had a, a good friendship while we were down there. And uh, so he comes up to me, Boothie, hey, we got, we got this new putter coming out. And uh, we got some names, names for it. What should we go with? And he rattled them off. And it was the Rustler. And the I rustler. said, it's got to be the Rustler. I mean, it's just a, a solid name. And uh, so that was my, in that. You got to name the putter. I got to name the putter, yeah. Well, that's cool. The Ping well, Rustler. They, they took my suggestion. I won't Your say suggestion. That it was a, yeah. And didn't that come full circle? You're here fitting putters and somebody came in? Yep. A uh, gentleman from Minot. I can't remember his name, but uh, so he comes in and so show me your game or whatever. And I remember Lucas was standing over. Uh, it was probably right on the edge. By the edge. Right? Yep. And I said, you will not believe what he just got. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a rustler. And, rustler. Uh, and uh, so that That's was kind of cool. fun. I think my another aspect is the Thrive. One of the last projects I worked on was the Thrive Junior Set. Oh, good idea. And uh, mm -hmm. having two kids um, that would have been playing that club at the time, uh, they wanted some uh, input on the graphics for the uh, for the shafts on that, and so I brought the shaft uh, graphics to the brought it home and showed Dalton and Evan, and they got to pick the graphics for the Thrive. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Wow. So, that's when, awesome. so when they came out like the next year after we'd come back to Fargo, that was kind of fun to always see those. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I have another I have another question. What was there something about the grips on the wedges that you had some input on as well with the markings? So the yeah, the markings. So there's levels. I don't know how much input I, I practiced with it, but um as far as getting the yardages, but people may not notice there's different markings height wise on the wedge um that you're supposed to use. On ping wedges. On ping wedges to adapt different distances, say if you want to take off a full, if you want to take off five yards, seven yards, 10 yards, whatever, mm -hmm. as you graduate down to the end of the grip, you'll hit it shorter. And uh, so just on the range and stuff, we would we would um, hit shots. That, that was also the other thing when you get a meeting notice to go hit balls on the range. That's, that's a pretty wow. good deal. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. really tough. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do more of that. I was going to say, I can we so. implement that? Yeah. yeah. I guess we did we'll some product testing early on for yep. our new Bay Clubs. Yep. That had to bring oh. you back a little bit. Oh, yeah. And that's where this is you know, great to hear these stories and what you did in your past. But going as, as we opened up Sweet Shots, it's, it's as operators and owners, we're, uh, we're, we're super proud to have you on as one of our, our leaders uh, overseeing the, the, the club repair, the uh, – the, the shop, I'll call it the pro shop down there where people come in and if they're looking for clubs to be regripped, reshafted, fixed, you name it. But the big thing too is is this the putting area, the putt yeah. view. And I know Lucas in previous podcasts we've talked about putt view, but to have David uh in there for for fitting. And I maybe touch a little bit about that. And I went through it. You uh I don't know if we ever finished. I think we went 45 minutes. It takes a full hour. Might explain why I'm not making any putts yet, but you you are able to notice my miss. Yep. Not to the point of where Mark, after playing <laughs> golf with me for 25 years, can pinpoint exactly when I'm going to make or miss a putt. I don't know if you heard this. No. We were no. doing a putting contest You're down there. You were that right to left putt up there. And it, 
I was missing. I missed. And then finally, I made it. He goes, I knew that was going in. I go, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, you didn't do the forward press. I'm like, what? Yeah. He goes, when you do the forward press, you always miss. Go right. Yeah. Thanks. You never told me that was my like miss. <laughs> Could have told me that in 1990. Golf, golf, golf. <laughs> didn't didn't <laughs> tell me that. Might have improved my game a little bit. So, yep. anyway, it is, talk about the technology maybe a little bit and that role and what you're doing there with uh, here at Sweet Shots. Yeah. Yep. So, I guess first off, I appreciate you guys bringing me on to, to the role I have. You know, it, it's probably the best mix for, for me as far as the area that we want to live in and being in the golf industry. So, I really appreciate you guys thinking of me and uh, and put me in this role i guess um as far as the technology that we're using down there with the putt view um we, we combine a few things using the iping app uh, which gives us a lot of uh, pre-strike data to when, when a person sets up to to uh, um, hit their putt um, say from setup to ball strike it gives us a lot of great information it's unbelievable how accurate it is uh to fitting a putter to a person. And that's not just, it's called the iPing app, but we use it for more than the pings. We've got Correct. A, a, a few selections down there. We now have Mizuno putters, Callaway putters, some PXG stuff. You can use it on anything, just developed by ping. Correct. Right. And yep. you're, we both are certified ping putter fitters. Yep. Um, and so to be able to use that, like you said, it's it's amazing. So. Yep. So it, it gives us a lot of just, tendencies of whether or not you're pushing too much at what happens when you hit that putt um what you're doing so you're looking for characteristics and what what it shows you and then we also use the gc quad which gives us a lot of post strike data uh ball data um as far as spin rotation and stuff like that um but th then we also combine that with the putt view green mm -hmm. which is you know this is a large green i mean you get to you can do 10 foot putts, you can do 25 foot putts, and you, there's a difference in what the performance of what your putter is going to do in those distances. Plus breaking putts, too. Exactly. Which, that's my biggest thing. When you come in for a putter fitting, it's really easy to go somewhere else, find one you like on the rack, swing it a couple times, make a few straight putts. This looks great. Then you get on the golf course and you got a seven foot left to right putt, and you're like, I hate the way this thing looks. Yep. I hate the way it feels. You know, yep. here you can. You can do all that. You can check all those boxes where all of a sudden, I'm sure you've had this, but they get on the putting green, they get get up there, they were striping it on a ten foot putt, they stand over the breaking putt, and they go, "I don't, I don't like this anymore." Exactly. You know? And to be yep. able to offer that, yep, yeah, I think that's that's huge. And we also, and actually, Tom Tom Hoagie was here last week, and we were talking about it when we were down there, and he asked how are you doing the alignment and stuff, and Mark and I both. Uh, kind of looked at each other we've got a laser adapter that we you can put on your putter because one of the things is what are your tendencies of aiming you know mm -hmm. i think tiger's probably one of the ones that was a right aimer but he's worked around it so you're trying to look at how far you're aiming right or left with that laser and if there's that something that you need to correct and is your putter that you have helping you um, correct correct that, that yeah. or is it something that you should correct in your putting stroke maybe, yeah and right? that's i mean the putt view in my experience, it, I won't say it eliminates that, but as far as a confidence level and areas that we can highlight outside of, of your tendencies, right? Whether it's, it just becomes the putter, right? What putter is good for you? Because you, you eliminate that alignment side of things and, and then you go back and you check it with the laser, you Correct. know, we're still, we're still missing some of this. Is it an alignment deal or is it a putter deal? And the combination of all that stuff and then your understanding of all these numbers, because to uh, 
John Smith off the off the street, they see all this number and they don't know what's going on. So to have someone like you that that can dilute it and, and express it in layman's terms, I mean that's yep. huge. Yep. And and I I honestly believe putter fitting is not the great unknown, but so many people have the wrong putter for them. Right? Yep. Yep. That they end up it, it does truly cost you a couple strokes around. Cause you're standing over that five footer or whatever. And you just, yep. whether you don't feel comfortable or it's not fit for your stroke type. Exactly. And, and putters aren't cheap. Right. Well, if you're going to go buy a, a right. good, decent putter, you want to make sure you're investing in that right putter. I think it's, it's imperative that you get, you get fit for it. Right. Yeah. And that's and what we're offering here at, at yep. Sweet Shots with, with the two of you being fitters. Yep. And, and actually it's, it comes at no cost if you end up buying a putter, cause we take it off the price. I mean, so it's, it's a very effective way to, to get you into something that you should maybe be right. using. And, but uh, with that said, I mean, not to turn this into a whole big yeah. ad for our, yeah. our putter fittings, which you should do because it's amazing. Um, but I've, I've seen a couple occasions where the person's in the correct putter for them mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily dead set on a new putter, but you show them the information in front of them and you're like, you know, honestly, you're in you're, a really good setup. Exactly. Here's, here's your tendencies. Just go work on it a little bit. Yep save yourself the $350 or whatever it is, $200. Yep. At least for the time being and, and, and practice. Exactly. I mean, the sole purpose is not to sell you a putter to make you a better putter. And so, and it's happened several times where, and you find it, I think in a lot of the better golfers, cause I mean, they're better golfers for a reason. They know how to, yeah, but they may pick up a tendency or something that, Huh, I didn't realize I was doing so. Maybe I'll work on that, and uh, and you give that to them to work on. Whereas like me and my forward press on a putting green, <laughs> you could use a new putter though. And John. I need a new putter. Yep. You've, you've you've given me that toe weight, and you've shown me which putter I need to, yep. to yep. do it. I'm just waiting for the price to come down just slightly, <laughs> and I'm buying. <laughs> Chris, Christmas is coming. Okay. So yep. thanks, Mark. So a person goes through the, a putter fitting experience with you, David. How much? Would you jump in and change something they're doing with their stroke? If you see, yep. it's like, uh, you know what? We this did isn't one, working. We did one last week, and I was a younger gentleman, and a very consistent putter, but some of his extremes were pretty far out there. Okay. And so um, um, didn't necessarily want him to invest in a putter six months from now. He works on these things, and now he's in the wrong putter. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The suggestion is, in most most uh, the fittings kind of end up, I don't know, 25, 50% end up being a lesson too. Um, make sure you're doing the right things because um, you don't want to be fit to that. And then you, you go in the process of changing things. And again, you spent $300 on a putter. Yep. And now you're like changing putter. it. Exactly. Yeah. It is right. interesting when you look up a, look at the, the makeup of a, of a putter face and how... Girat, how, how big the difference is from a center strike versus slightly on the toe, slightly on the heel. Yep. And and you talk about consistency, and I think that's the overall goal of a putter fitting is to get you, and, and fittings in general, is to get you the most consistent thing and what you're most confident with. But I feel like it's almost more important with a putter because, you know, we talk about the spin on the golf ball that comes to skid off the golf ball. We can get, we don't have to get into all the numbers, but... Yep. That changes immensely when it's a couple middle millimeters towards a toe, a couple millimeters towards a heel. Yep. Now technology is starting to they're putting it in the putters to make it a little better 
whether it's even roll or whatever you want to call it, but it goes back to being able to to find the right one for you that's most consistent, fits your stroke type, and deliver that back to the same spot every single time. Yep. And and to grow that confidence that that's what's going to happen, you know, the you know they they talk about MOI and basically that's the moment of inertia is the is the resistance we'll call it to turning. So you wherever your face is so on a miss hit, if you have a higher MOI, it'll resist that uh, tendency to turn or something like that and help you keep it online keep to where it, you yep. think you're aiming. So, sure. and that's big in, yep. in the golf industry right now, when you talk about both drivers and putters, yep. I know a lot of the, and this will be interesting come January when all the manufacturers release their new stuff. But I know last year was huge on, on just about everyone's radar was what was the MOI, whether it was putters, or drivers, yep. um, it'll be interesting to see where they go in the next couple months. But, um, and yep. And so MOI with my engineering background, that's some of the stuff that we bring back into what the designers at Ping were always looking at is any game improvement club, mm-hmm. whether it's a club, a putter, whatever. Yep. Um, you know, a high moment of inertia. What it does is it limits how much you can work the ball. The professionals like yourself and um, you know, the guys on tour. Like myself. And, I thought uh, you pointed at me. <laughs> but no, it was you. <laughs> they go to the blades that have less MOI because they want to be able to work the ball, sure, and and do things to the ball and manipulate it to to their shot pattern or to work it around things, mm-hmm. get it to. So the the last thing I want to bring up about David, and again, it goes back to having uh, somebody as skilled as David on our team is leveraging his engineering mind. So not only is he helping with putter fittings and club repair, but and I think David must cringe anytime Mark and I come down the steps towards his office. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming. Hey, David, we need to come up with something to help with the wind here at Sweet Jets. So, of course, we have to go to the engineer. So we're putting up wind walls. Or we had a little event a few weeks ago with the ice storm, the, that perfect storm of, of ice and no wind. And uh, now we're putting a plan in place to knock some of that ice off when it happens again. We know it will happen again. Yep. So... We put David on point to uh, work with our facility team to come up with a solution there. So, again, you probably cringe oh, when you come to the, with these fun. ideas, but it's, it's much fun. bigger. David's much bigger than just being in this in the pro shop there fixing clubs. Yep. So, and, thank you for that. Well, thank you, and I, I enjoy it. I absolutely love being in this atmosphere. Um, you know, with the mixture of golf and and people. To us, I think down in the academy area, it feels like you're at a golf shop. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Yep. You know, that's just a fun, fun atmosphere. Yeah. We try and keep it light down yep. there. Yep. Well, and I think anybody that doesn't know you and listens to this might get a little glimpse into just, um, I'll use the, you're a regional treasure, David, <laughs> in the golf community. And you're a great person beyond golf. But in the golf community, to, to have someone like David um, working with us yeah. and at our disposal for the entire region to be able to experience, um, whether it's this putter fitting or just your knowledge about, about golf equipment, um, from fittings to even how to play the game. Um, you truly are a treasure and uh, it will be, we, it's just a matter of time. Folks are going to, it's going to be like this trip to the golf Mecca. They're going to be coming from all over. And finding ways they to get here to spend. Here. Yeah. It's like the Yoda. With, with Mr. <laughs> yep. Yoda of golf. I mean, we should have this rotating yeah. on the big 
yeah. screen out by the interstate. Yeah. Come take your picture, <laughs> Mr. 29. Mr. 29. Maybe you too can shoot 29. Well, when that <laughs> other other uh, Browns fan in this United States comes to town, <laughs> he can belly up with you and talk. He'll he'll, he'll know to come. Football. He'll he'll feel the presence of. Uh, That's well, the Browns. only downfall of of Mr. 29 is he's a Browns fan. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a story there on why or how one even becomes a Browns fan that. The seventies and yeah, uh, as a weird time there, yeah. that's pre Brian Brownside. Brownside. Oh yeah. But I do tell some of the younger the Viking fans, yeah. you know, I I was once a Viking fan and I do have Super Bowl memories of the Vikings. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't have those. I have yes. the, the yeah. loss to Oakland. Oakland. I remember Was the, that pushed you over to Ed? Steeler. That was it? Steeler, yeah, it was. Yeah. Like where you said enough's <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's I'm it. out. I'm done. Four. Four. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, Four losses. Yep. I'm done. And the cardiac kids came to my rescue. And yeah. 40, 50 years later, it's no Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Almost the same spot. Yeah. Really. It's, it's very similar. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, Mark, we could get into this for hours and hours with Dave and probably have him back on again. But, and we just, I think, scratched the surface. But, I mean, nearly an hour of stories and, and putter fittings and all that stuff, it just kind of lends the lends to the fact of the kind of guy that Dave is. And, and to have him around here is awesome. Awesome. Appreciate it. So, Absolutely. Um, not to be a, a abrupt transition, but getting into some of this golf news that's happening, we were kind of we were teased a little bit this week. It was supposed to be we touched on it last week with Tom. This was supposed to be Tiger's week. Yeah, he's going to be back. First time playing this year, he was ready. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to push that out again. He has withdrawn from the Hero World Challenge due to plantar fasciitis. Now, I personally have not had plantar fasciitis. I hear it's pretty bad. It's brutal. Mark, do you remember? Uh... When we went to Minneapolis to do the TC10? Yeah, we played uh, uh, interlocking, yep. nine holes. We couldn't ride. We were going, I think, because we were running the next day. Yep. And soft soft fairways and everything and the planner. Because I had been going through it and uh, it actually had gotten a cortisone shot to help with it. But having gone through that, it's, it's brutal. And mm-hmm. so the last thing you want to do is go walk four rounds of golf. That that's too bad because you're right. Is. I think uh, a lot of people, and myself included, were really looking forward to seeing Tiger back on the course. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like where you got to wait a couple months. It, he actually, this next round that he is still planning on playing is uh, the match, I believe, on December 10th. Coincidentally, my birthday, so that's his gift to me. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So hopefully he he gets back. I I saw a quote this morning because he had a press conference. And, of course, when he does these press conferences, it's a big whole deal now. Um, but he came out, he said, uh, I can hit any shot you want me to. I just can't walk. <laughs> does that next tournament, they get carts? Ooh. It is the match. So I think I do yeah. think he does get a cart. Tonight. I wonder if he'll do that. Yeah, right. mm. So the game's there. He said, I can hit any shot you want. I just can't walk. So, And uh, he is adamantly against taking a golf cart in a, in a PGA Tour event. Sure. He will not apply for sure. that. And so he, he will make himself walk. But for a guy that's won a U.S. Open on a on a broken leg, you would think a little plantar fasciitis. For him <laughs> to withdraw, nothing. it's got to be pretty yeah. pretty bad. I would I would assume. So well, he's still going to be there. Yep. Well, it's his tournament, so yep. he's hosting. He's still going to yep. be there. Yep. yep. And it's kind of twenty of the top 
golfers in the world. So yeah, it's I have a strong a field. 17 in the top 23. Okay. And as we kind of dive into it, my key players stat, I said all of them. Yeah. Because they're all, I mean, even your budget guys, you'd be looking at any other tournament. You're like, I need him on my team. You know? Right. Matsuyama's out too. That's right. I did see that today. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they got Corey Connors is in for Matsuyama and then uh, Seb Straka for, for Tiger Woods. For Tiger. How about getting that call? You think yeah. they tell him? You're taking you're a place in for Tiger? Yep. Yeah. Tiger can't play. You're, <laughs> you're the <laughs> you're next man up. You're the next man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No pressure. So are we picking teams? Yeah. We'll run through yeah. here really quick. Dave, real quick. I think time for a real quick. I think. Not to just gloss over, you know, again, I, ideally, we try to get pointers to those out there listening that might want to do d- daily fantasy, right? And yep. Lucas, usually we we dive into some of these stats, course stats, mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. strokes gained off the tee, if it's strokes gained around the green or what it might be. Your point is valid in this particular course. It's the top, well, 17. There's 20 players playing. These are the best of the best, really. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a no-cut event. So See, the, and I couldn't find that. So it, that was my question. Is, no cut. Four four rounds guaranteed. Yeah. Um, you know, typically with that, you're looking for birdie makers. Uh, but it's going to be probably 20 under, 18, 20, as long as the wind doesn't blow. Right. Yeah, then, and I haven't gone out to look at forecasts. And and I, I have on here that wind will be a factor. Okay. Yep. Either way, though, with the world's best, it's going to be near 20 under. Yep. Uh, by the way, the three of us wouldn't make the cut. Well, that's no. a no cut. We're going to make the cut. This is it. We're playing this. Mr. Two Nines in. It's a four person. So we asked yeah. we asked Hoagie last week if we're making the cut in yeah. an event. In the Houston one Houston. that he played in. In a scramble or a scramble? Scramble. scramble? scramble. He was kind of hemming and hawing. Oh, no. He, look, he, said, he looked at he goes. At Houston? He, yes. He no, said, it, was, it was the, he said the one in Georgia. He's like, you guys will definitely make that one. No. I, he kind of hemmed and hawed at Houston. No. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, we have some housekeeping to do with that. You know, that Fargo's him not winning a state title, yeah. that bothers yeah, him. Bothered. It did. So Still that, bothered. unfortunately, said it would, yeah. that, 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 uh, the video cut out then, so people missed it, but he removed his headset, he set down his microphone, and he was halfway out the door before you got him back in that seat. Yeah. And you didn't even mention smile what it was. Face. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a Bruin yourself, yeah. state champs, were you, was your team a state champ no. when you played? no. Yeah, Deacons we were, were a powerhouse back then, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Minot actually oh, okay. was. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. Anyway. So, um, yeah, no cut event. Mm-hmm. And uh, so key stats really get, I think it's, for me, it's who's playing well right now. Yep. I agree. I kind of have that on there as well. So, um, but can I, can I point out before we pick teams, I think DraftKings messed up on their pricing. Did they really? I'm tipping my hand. They did. So the individual, oops, who I just picked on my roster, Mr. Kim. Tom, Tom Kim? Kim, who is arguably the hottest golfer, one yep. of the hottest golfers, is 6,800. Yep. On the low end. Now. 65 is what I have. Yep, at. 65. Sorry, 65. Yep. I really think that's mispriced. I think that affords you opportunity to spend up then and yep. maybe get up to one of those 10K guys. Yep. The ROMs. Actually, I, I have the them chefs. on my team. I, I yep. saw that too. Yeah. And I will I will say the only thing that Tom Kim's got to be or maybe the DraftKings was looking at is he is 20 years old. Sure. And he's playing with the best golfers yeah. arguably to ever do it. He might be a little starstruck going down there yeah. trying to, trying there might to be. find himself. 
Yep. But like you said, he's one of the hottest players in the game. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point, LJ. He might uh, be off his game based off the pressure. Yeah. I think for this particular format, um, one approach is if you get into some of these where it's you can do uh, 15 lineups, 20 yep. lineups, pick some core guys and then build around them. Yep. And that's what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to go Kim because um, saving money. Yep. John Rahm and then Tony Phenom. Tough to argue with where Rahm and Phenom are right now. Those three are going to be my core, and then I'm going to sprinkle in three other guys in different lineups, and hopefully something hits. I must be doing something right because I'm I'm three for three on his core guys. Is that the three? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now I may hopefully I'm not way off, but that's what I'm do, no, doing I, this week. And that's kind of what I had. So you know, in 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 my research with with everything, this is a unique golf course. There's five par fives and five par threes. There's only like three par fours on the front nine, and and. It's it's I won't say resort style because the greens are are on the smaller side, but there's wide fairways. Yep. And and it's Bermuda grass greens. So we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with how important putting becomes on the on yep. those greens. And there's stats out there, LJ, on uh, who's the who are the strong performers on that Bermuda grass. You can right. do a quick search. Yep. And you can see some of these guys listed there. Yeah. And so and I, Tom talked about it last week, right? Yeah. He prefers so putting on certain if it's Pola yep. or Bermuda. Yep. So I had big ones on, on approach because they are a little smaller greens. So an interesting stat that I found. They average about forty five hundred square feet. So in relationship, in, in relation, Pebble Beach, known for their small greens, they're at thirty five hundred average. St Andrews on the other side of the spectrum is twenty two thousand square feet on average. Wow. So these fit in a little little smaller side. So I thought that was kind of interesting to throw in there. Um, the other interesting stat that I found: so we've got seven new players to the field. They've never played here before. Mm-hmm. But the stat that I found is that doesn't necessarily hamper someone or, or handicap someone right. because we've had past champions. Hovland last year was a first timer. That's right. Rahm in 2018 was a first timer. Yep. Both those guys won. So yep. not necessarily a handicap when you look at that. But yep. course history may not be as strong and right. when you look at other tracks, other tournaments. Right. Yep. So because you've knocked out half of my lineup. Yeah. I have, have my team. You have your team. Okay, Want me to go, go ahead and then I'll follow up. Well, I, I think actually, historically how we've done this is that the person who won last time gets to go first. And last I, time was worst ball though, wasn't it? Oh, we did technically. Both. Yeah, that's true. We didn't. We, we know Mark's winning worse. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, so I, I mentioned my core guys: Finau, Kim, and Ram, and then I'm going to go uh, some JM. Mm, nice. Fitzpatrick. I love that guy's game. Yeah. He's just steady Eddie. And Does then he still do the reverse hand chipping. Yeah. Didn't you try and yeah. pick up on that, Mark? Yeah. For a little bit? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. He's a reverse hand chipper? I mean, left hand low chipping. Nice. Left hand low chipping. Okay. Some longer shots, even. He's Does he really? He's, he's moving it out, it looked like. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. I'm not right. There you go. And then this last guy I put in every time because he burned me a lot of money, Tommy Flea. I, was, I knew that was coming. I got to have Tommy in there yep. for that 62 mm-hmm. he's going to fire on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's my core. I so I'm I'm four of six with you. Okay, and this was before we didn't even set yeah. this up together. So I I too John Rom Tony Finau Tom Kim again Tom Kim's a budget pick of the yep. century there. Yep. So then I filled it with Hovland because he's a past champion. Yeah. He's been playing well, and I did do Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Because it's he's also been playing well. Um, he picked up his first win on a DP. I like the flowing tour. locks too. <laughs> Guy's got great hair. Yep. <laughs> um, and then I'm rounding it out. I'm not thrilled about this pick, but 
I had the money, so I'm going to spend it. I got Jordan Spieth on there. To wow. Round it out. You know, he can either win it or he's going to finish 20th. Right. But it's a no-cut event. I know. So I'm, again, yeah, 20th doesn't sound bad. If he can bad, get the driver going. Field. Yep. Driver and putter, those are his two big things. Uh, yeah, he's, he's either it. winning this or it's going to be LJ. I'm going to hold on for dear he life. He took 22nd and there's only 20 guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, right. there's a lot of slap on the table over there when he rattled off his Well, name. you guys, well, it's only 20-person yeah, field, so you're going to have much. a lot of duplicate players. But I went with, uh, and Boothy, we, we might massage this before yep. it goes final. But I went Wait, with. Is this a t- is this teammates yep, here now? So. You have yep. Boothy yep. helping you? Yep. yep. Good. I went with wind players guys that play well in the wind okay so i searched out texans scheffler scotty chef yeah okay guy plays great in the wind spieth great wind player mm-hmm. um it's bad. i had i had uh Finau and i swapped him out for hovland but we might go back um fitzpatrick good wind player fleetwood he, he grew up in the wind he loves the wind that's why he's got long hair, actually. He loves it. Yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> Max Homa. I just think Ooh, that guy is wild card uh, there. Yeah. I, new I was, dad. I was toying with that I, for that exact reason. Yeah. New dad. How much has uh, he picked up practice? the clubs? We he's talked to Tom feeling, last week. Yeah. You think about all the factors that go on. I know. Into, that made my decision. Tom didn't even practice because of the, how bad the weather is. Yeah. Think about you throw a kid in the mix. I love I love Homa. I really do. I, I was going to pick him, and then I thought, Based off what Tom said to us last week about not right. not practicing. Oh no! Oh no! No, what keep him in. Just take a look here. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, you got Kim. No, he burned it. He's the steal of century. Fancy points per game one hundred one point eight for Homa. It's just hard to argue with. No, with that's that. a yeah, good. Pick. No, that's great. I, I just keep I'm going back to what Tom said. He's he's actually he's going to be away from the house. He might have he's, the kid on the bag. No, looping for him. He's he's going to get out of there. He's going to get some sleep finally. Things are things are looking up. Some of the best golf I played is when Dalton was born. Okay, I, I, there you go. I think it's not a care a, in the world. I think You're it's high a on very life. Good incentive for you. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, I can't have all the same picks as you guys. No, so we, we got to tie. Yep. So that's your squad. That's my squad. Now the question is: Do I get the win for no. last week when I when I when we ball? went worst ball on my team? All my guys made the cut. It actually did better. I than, think I actually yeah. no because the goal the goal, the goal is to. Right. Not be the worst in worst ball, or no? Is it to is be to be the worst? To be the worst. It's to be the worst. I would be the worst because I had three yeah. guys miss yeah, the cut. Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but use all your money. Congratulations. Chalk yep. <laughs> it up. Win column right there. Boothie, I really didn't worst get your worst. take on this, but would you, would you? You can have final say. You want to change anything up? As a pink guy, I was Tony Fino. He's playing good. I think he's pretty strong. That was one player that I would. The pink guy. Well, you should, got, we, should got, we dump him? And oh, you got wind, I you got wind players for and ping guys. Yeah, well, Hoffman's right. <laughs> a ping guy. Hoffman's <laughs> yes. a ping guy that's too. Right. Yep. We substituted a ping guy for a ping guy. That's fine. Yep. Tony's so a much you're feeling okay. Right now. Well, this should be fun. Small. Uh, what? Twenty guys. Twenty guys. Uh, no cut. No cut. No point in doing worse ball. So on Friday night, I don't have to listen to LJ crying because three of us guys missed the cut. Yeah. You can get I was Saturday cheering motors. last week or yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. I was cheering. No, I mean that's. Uh, I'm excited. This should be really good golf. It always is here. A world challenge. Um, it'll be fun to see Tiger Woods around around the golf course again. Um, anxious to actually watch him play. Um, too bad it can't be this week. But um, yeah, I mean that's. Those are some solid teams. I'm excited to watch. 
Okay, so back to folks. If there are some folks that want to make some money this week playing playing fantasy, you're recommending get yourself in one of those 20, 20 teams deal and just start rotating. Maybe playing well, whatever your dollar amount, your comfort level is. I'd do quarters, but I'd maybe do 20 teams around a core group of guys. Yeah. Yeah, ten cent. There's ten cent uh, per entry. There's twenty five percent or twenty five cent entries. Find three guys that you feel like hey, are going to play well that you're yeah. feeling confident in, and build multiple lineups around those three guys. That's typically what the the, the sharp players do. Uh, if you're going to do single entries, that's again um, pick your three guys and just hope that the next three hope, hit it. Yeah. And there will be daily ones, so you could do just Thursday. You could do just Friday. So again, it's no cut. So typically, those are more fun on a weekend when your guys didn't make the cut. But if you feel like your lineup's not doing well come Saturday, and you're out of the money. Throw in another dollar one on guys that are still playing yep. or that are playing still. So, so not a lot of options you. out there. Fun golf to watch. I saw Kisner was added to the or the, and that ties he us is. back to the Hoagie conversation yeah. last yeah. week because Kisner was the pick. Instead yes. of Tom the for the President's Cup. You were grilling Tom. I mean, it was like back-to-back. He was like President's Good Cups. Good questions. Though. Giving it a hard ball, and then all of a sudden you throw in. So how about the most disappointing thing of all? Not having a oh, it's real. state title. It's real. Yeah, no. And the President's Cup, I didn't realize. I mean, that stung him. He says, yeah, that, that was and tough. Yeah, so. he was, and he I would think as a competitor. those guys yeah, the week that he needed to to get in. I do think, I do think the guys in the locker room, have a bigger say in, as to who who they bring on than I think is is publicized, and nothing he against hinted Tom. on that or he said reference that right he did yes yeah. but I think it was a bigger bigger factor than than yeah. people think and nothing Tom's a fantastic guy and obviously there's stories about him having fun but Kevin Kisner is like that's his brand he's like golf is secondary he's there to have fun and mm-hmm. I do think that was a big factor in that and i i feel for tom because like you said he outperformed if you look at golf numbers dictated no. he should have been in that correct that team right yeah so right and well, he's having i mean he's yeah, the right attitude year, though no. he's just yeah. gonna learn from it keep working harder and hopefully get I in. you should be in a conversation again down yeah. the road because well, of the season he's had so yeah. far so i mean if yeah. he follows it up again with this year Ryder cup um yeah boy wouldn't that be phenomenal that'd be mm-hmm. awesome you yep. get, you're going you're gonna be there mark you're going uh, 2023. Yeah. Four. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. 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 In Rome. I got tickets. Ooh. You yep. and the Pope. World traveler. <laughs> yeah. The Pope. He's a big golf fan. Huge. No, it just so happens that, uh, Pam and her family, they're doing a, they're, they're French and, um, they're doing a wine, wine country tour. trip. I've never, I've been to Ireland, but I've never, and, uh, I said, I'll go. But it needs to be around Ryder Cup. So we're actually going Saturday, Sunday, Ryder Cup in Italy. And then we're nice. joining her family in France. That was. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm work. really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Right. Katie for Tom. Get off work. Katie for Tom. That would be something. <laughs> Which yeah. I did one time the U.S. Amateur qualifying. Well, that's did you really? Yeah. I'm, he didn't put me back in the bag, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll happen. But if he ever needs a replacement, I'll... Uh, You're at the ready? Give me a yeah. quick call. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Episode eight, seven or eight. Eight, I, I believe. You're the one that's keeping track. I know. Sorry. I should know this. That's my fault. But um, yeah, thanks for joining in for another episode. Fun fact, we are uh, now on Apple Podcasts as well. 
um, actually anywhere you listen to podcasts. So if you're listening on a spot you don't want to listen or watching on YouTube, whatever, yeah, give and us share. a download. And those share that are it. listening, share. Make sure share you it. tell friends, family, mm-hmm. significant others to have a listen. Hope you're enjoying I the think, content. I think we're funny enough. And but. if they want to get a hold of David yeah. and actually schedule a, a putter fitting or just talk to him about ping golf equipment or anything golf. Get their picture taken. How do, how do they get a hold of you, Dave? Uh, you can either david.booth at sweetshots.com or just just call sweetshots and I'll can get the call. Or right. pop in. I know yes. people just pop just drop, in too. Yeah. Come that's, through that academy entrance in the lowest level and exactly. you're right there. And yep. you're doing lie loft adjustments. You're you're doing everything club repair as well, right? Correct. I mean, you, uh, yeah. On regular clubs, we're not doing that on putters yet, but uh, we are doing it for irons mostly. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll make sure we put contact stuff in the in the show notes so that we can get that out there for people. Uh, one easy click. Um, but yeah, other than that, great show. Uh, thanks so much to Dave for for yep. hopping on with us. Some great stories. Like I said, I'm sure you'll be back on again because you just uh, just scratched the surface. So. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.